What's up, party people? It's Talib Kweli, the BKMC, the MCEO. I love the fact that y'all checking out the People's Party and showing us a lot of love. You know what we do? We bringing you all the live guests. We bringing you the best podcast on the internet. Just make sure you subscribe and leave a review. People's Party, Talib Kweli. Let's go. What's up, party people? It's Talib Kweli, the BKMC, the MCEO. This is another episode of the Fantastic People's Party. I got my lovely and funny and talented and thoughtful co-host Jasmine Lee in a place to be. Give it up for Jasmine Lee, party people. Yeah. Now, Jasmine, you moved to Los Angeles to do comedy. Yes. So today should be a very inspiring episode for you in particular and people who just love comedy. I'm excited. Today with us, we have probably the most unique comedian alive <laughs> i think he's hype <laughs> I, he's ready to come <laughs> now i think if you call somebody a weirdo that's a diss but if you call him weird that's a compliment so i'm gonna call my man weird he's a very funny man he's truly fearless creative fucking funny he's coming in right now perhaps <laughs> the greatest intro in people's party history ever he stars in the movie Bad Trip. <laughs> he is the creator of the Eric Andre show. <laughs> and now he's leaving. I'm out. He's the I voice know. of some animal in Lion King. The hyena. The hyena. That's right. Give it up for Eric Andre. And Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Don't see you clapping. Okay, weird. Bad energy. <laughs> What's up, Eric? What's happening? How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good, man. Thank you for doing my show. Of course. I'm such a fan, genuinely. Thank you. Thank you. You owed me because I did your show. Yes, I owed you. And yes. we, MERS electrocuted you. <laughs> yes, he did. We heard about that. I can electrocute you. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about that. So first of all, the Eric Andre show is a is a fantastic show, and my children are fans of it, and they put me on to How it. How many kids you got? I got two. Really? Yes. Do you know who the mother is? I do. Wow, okay. And guess what? Because I'm pregnant right now. It's the same mother. I have no idea (laughs) Where's Maury when you need him? I have no idea who the mom is. We going to get Maury on this show? Yeah, we need him. (laughs) Okay. Um, When I came and did your show, there was me and a bunch of young rappers whose names I didn't know. (laughs) Oh, no. Which tells me you got your ear to the street. There's a disconnect between the Gen X rappers and the millennial rappers. Okay. There's a... Conflict. Don't you but, feel like that? Well, we have you to make that connection. I'm the connection, yeah. That's right. So yeah. you came to me with the cattle prod, and you had no problem cattle pot prodding all the younger rappers. Yeah. But with me, you were like, uh, like you gave me some OG props. Yeah, I grew up listening to you, man. I couldn't do it. But I was I down for the shenanigans. You. I know, but I can't. I can't. You're like my hero, man. I can't <laughs> like you. So Murs doesn't feel that way. Murs lit you up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and he, Murs grabbed the cattle prod and was like, bow, he did. bow. And you know that's you the first like time. You took it like a G. You I didn't met him. Care. Really? Yeah, I didn't know him before then. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> I think you guys are no. old friends. No, that's how he grew Really? Him. No, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hilarious. I thought you guys were like old no, no, friends. No, 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 no. He, he, he saw that you wouldn't do it, and he took it upon himself. Uh, that's fucked up. Can I, say the F- can I say the F word? You can word? say whatever word That's you want to say. Oh, don't curse on this show. Oh, shit. <laughs> Messed up to heck. <laughs> but then Mer- Wait, is Chuck D coming on later? Yes, in a, in a few... Because you know what I'm going to do? Here. I have Flavor Flay's number. I'm going to invite him on when Chuck D doesn't know it. <laughs> Sneak up behind him and let the fireworks explode. Oh. It got real tense in here. <laughs> Welcome to the people's party, baby. <laughs> a bunch of white people got on their email phones and shit. But yo, let Mer- me know if you want me to make that happen. No, make that call. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love him. We have People's Party Part One and Part Two. Yes. Um, Merce came on my show a week later. That's we we met on your show. I can't believe. I thought you guys yeah. were like old friends. No, but the first thing he said when he sat down with me was, "I said, why did you cattle prod me?" Uh, and he said, "Because <laughs> I didn't like you." What? That's <laughs> rude as shit. No, you know what? I'm telling the story wrong. I said, "Why did he cattle prod me?" And he said, "Because Eric Andre didn't do it." I said, "Merce, me and you, we know a lot of same people. We run the same circles. Yeah. How come we never hung out before?" Yeah. He said, "Because I didn't like you," and he said, "Because he felt uh, pigeonholed as a conscious rapper, so he tried to." not like other conscious rappers, but he admitted he was wrong about that. He was like, I, that was just me and my feelings, That's me not being... Up. Yeah, you know, but you started some rap beef is what I'm trying what? to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's all your fucking fault. <laughs> I, you know, when I cattle prod people, I do it with love. It's never malicious. So, I, yeah, that, that's upsetting to me. Did you bring the cattle prod here? I actually have it right under the desk. Oh, yes. my gosh. I'm excited. I'm going to light all you up. No, no. It's, now, it's um, a dangerous. <laughs> it's not good. Your penis is kind of a celebrity. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, I, you could say that again. Yes. He, he comes out a lot. Oh, we've been waiting for it. Um, you, I'm doing your birthday party. Yeah. And on the flyer is a bunch of penises. Which I'm no. sure there's some penises on the flyer. Which it's like flyer? a penis cake. I don't know, like. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's a bukkake themed birthday party. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See, Do you I, know what the ancient art of bukkake? I've heard things. When one woman <laughs> and ten Japanese businessmen love each other very much, it's a gangbang. Come on, let's not use foul language. Okay. <laughs> let's not this is a, disrespect this is, Japanese culture. This is a people's party show. Sorry. Family show, Jasmine. Um, <laughs> now, I don't. I have to be strategic on when I post that birthday flyer. No, I can give you a non-cock one. <laughs> well, okay, so Dave Chappelle. If you want your friends to come. <laughs> we, we have mutual friend with Dave Chappelle, right? Yes. And he told me a story of you came to do a show in Columbus and his kids, like my kids, oh, God. are his fans of yours. His wife is mad at me. Yeah, his wife brought the kids to the show. Yeah, yeah, she and did not said, like me. I did not know that I was sending my kids and my wife to see Eric Andre's penis. Well, no, that's not fair. It was the mangina. I did the tuck. Okay. Like mangina, Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm not going to disrespect Chappelle's <laughs> family <laughs> like that. <laughs> just I go ahead and whip it out. <laughs> I mean, that's my closer. What was I, what was I supposed to do? Is you got to give the people what, I, what they want. Is your penis like in a sort of public domain at this point? Like it's everywhere? Yeah, it's on Getty. It's on Shutterstock. <laughs> it's like your penis and it says Getty Images right there. <laughs> half your crew is laughing. Half your crew is like asleep with their eyes open. Like, <laughs> these two at the end of the couch look fucking miserable. The They're like, when is him, Chuck honestly. D getting here? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? It's an early call time. That's why. No, I get it. You told, I'm still drunk from last night. Is that why you're double fisted with the coffees here? Yeah. Um, uh, you told, I just got back from Wuhan. Oh, my What's God. That? Where coronavirus is from. <laughs> Get him out of here, guys. Is it too early for coronavirus? <laughs> no. I seen you do you know one of Jimmy Fallon. I drank Jimmy a corona. What's that? I seen you do one of Jimmy Kimmel like three days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drank a corona in Wuhan, and then a 80-year-old woman coughed in my mouth. Oh my God. And now I am patient zero. I'm you spreading corona. You definitely have it. Um, you told Fader that you said, I want to prove to America that black people are the most diverse creative group of people and we can express any way we want. Wow. You sounded very smart. Like, yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How does that relate to what you do with I your said style? That? that sounds so like grown fader, up. To the fader. Yeah, fader of all. Yeah, the fucking fader. Of all magazines. Yeah. That's cool. Um, But I feel like that is very important to the creation of your show and your comedy. Yes, it is. Word up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel weird being so serious. Yeah. I threw him for a loop. I yes. Like I like this. Happy belated Black History Month. Yes. It doesn't <laughs> end here. Right? It never ends in my mind. <laughs> 
talk to me about your comedy influences and people who influence the style of comedy that you do. Uh, I love any comedian who has their own point of view and okay. sensibility. So I love Chappelle and Chris Rock. I grew up on their stand-up. Uh, I love prank shit. I love the jackass guys and Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that's that forged their own path. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like Chappelle gave me the best advice ever because I was I was about to film my Netflix special and I was nervous about it. And he goes, don't worry about being funny all 60 minutes. You just have to be interesting mm. for all 60 minutes. And I thought that was so fascinating. Right. And that's what people are tapping into, not just the jokes, but right. your point of view and your uh, spirit of individuality. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I think that's that's what makes me and everybody connect with a comedian. You know what I mean? So um, The Blarf thing is kind of like a Tony Clifton thing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's like you want me to make you some beats? I got that, Ableton. That's like some Tony Clifton shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'll hook you up. They're not okay. good. Can we do a collabo? Sure. Okay. I got Ableton. I got a MIDI controller in my garage. Okay. Explain for the people what Blarf is, if they don't know. We're, we're, we're assuming it's audio. No idea know. because I don't want to get oh. sued. How do you get how do you not get sued when you use a sample? Um, Didn't Bismarcky get sued for a sample? He did, but time? back then people were buying <clears throat> millions of records. Now you just put it out and no one gives a shit because no one buys music anyway. Is that the truth? Do you yeah. have to get every sample cleared? I still clear samples because I'm known as an artist from that era. So it's just safe for me. Like I had. A, I Do you have to pay a lot of money? No, it's, it's going down. Like I had a song that I did with Kay Trinata a couple of years ago, and you're in the video. For the song. What? Yeah. <laughs> Traveling light. Because I saw you at the Chappelle thing. I'm like, in the video? I think you're in the video. That's cool. I'm just for Well, a now second. I'm suing you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you, <laughs> you didn't clear that with me. That's how it goes. <laughs> but no, Katrinata and myself, we couldn't find the owner of the sample. Yeah. And they found us like a year after. I think we paid them like $5,000. Oh, that's it. Yeah, but back then, Jared, what was it like back in the days? Like $75,000 you have to pay? Yeah, like a hundred thousand dollars. You have if they if they found you. That sucks. Yeah, it's different now. Who do you sample? Do you sample? Do you ever? Do I don't you, make. Do beats. you ever make beats? I don't make beats. Why not? I executive produce. Okay. I pay somebody to make beats. What okay. does High Tech do? Does he, he go, makes beats? Does he go through every little record <laughs> shop? Tech is, and, yeah, he's an old school chop and flip sampler. Like he 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 goes and buys records. He digs in the crates. He buys like ten Ahmad Jamal. Yeah, records and, and he's listening to certain sounds. He's looking at the label to see what year the record came out. In mm. and they have diff- they have they know what who's playing on what record depending on what label it was on. Who's your favorite beat maker? High tech. You like Madlib too? I like Madlib too. Madlib doing the whole Black Star album. Really? Yeah. That's it's very awesome. interesting. That's cool. So you're a musician. You went to Berkeley. Yeah, I wasted a lot of money at music school. <laughs> Studying bass. Studying the upright bass. But you're very good at it. I I was when I was 19. <laughs> now okay. I'm like, Mary had a little <laughs> lamb. Right, but, you don't practice that muscle. Uh, it's hard, man. It's mm-hmm. a lot of work. It's a lot of work for I feel like you would have been a very successful jazz musician. I mean, that means I would have been playing at weddings and funerals for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like teaching J. We have to teenagers. change our idea of what success is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me lay down an upright bass track on the Come new on, Black Star. Let's do it. Do I don't know about the Black here? Star joint. You can do it on my solo joint. Are you guys recording here? <laughs> we can. We have a studio right there. Where do you guys record the album? Uh, with the Black Star album, we yeah. record wherever Yasin Bey is. Okay. I literally book the, I find out his hotel room and I book the engineer in the hotel wow. room right next to his. 
So he's elusive. He's just yeah. Like, and like, what I'll do is I'll just be kicking it with him, and we chopping it up and talking about art and music. And I'll play him some Madlib beats because he only listens to Madlib beats. Interesting. And I'll uh, he'll start coming up with idea. I'm like, yo, the engineer's next door. Is he his? Own, is he? <laughs> That's literally how is, we got this. Is album. he his own kind of dude? Is he on his own? Yeah, he um he's very inspirational because he's probably the purest artist that I know. Uh huh. He's pure art. He doesn't want to be involved in the business of music and right. the business of art, but he's constantly creating. Yeah. And constantly looking for inspiration. Mm. Like he recently was talking about um Jay Z. He's like Jay Z is a billionaire, but he's like focused on Demi Lovato's lighting cues at the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, he's right. like, if I was Jay-Z, I'd be learning ancient languages and studying Kung Fu. <laughs> like if I had a billion dollars, you know, so I'm like, that's very accurate for your personality. That's cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, we get pigeonholed as like activist conscious artists. Yeah. Do you ever feel pigeonholed as being a zany prankster type of comedian? Mm. Uh, it's not too bad. Not mm. yet. I don't know. I feel like I'm still making my introduction. So, and if somebody tries to, pigeonhole me i'll just mm -hmm. set off explosives under their desk or something oh, like wow. that <laughs> i got in trouble on comedy central for like throwing firecrackers under oh, during it during a during a taping yeah okay yeah. they didn't think it was funny <laughs> what were you <laughs> taping uh anthony jeselnik had a show right so it wasn't Je your show at all it wasn't my show at all <laughs> but the producer was like be crazy man i know you're crazy i was like all right so i brought in like a shit ton right, of be firecrackers what you asked for. and i was like throwing them under his Thing and the fire marshal came. See bad. what he just said? They had in my notes we discussing this interview with you. They're like, yo, we should ask Eric Andre if he like wants to like put his dick through the table. I'm like, don't ask this no, motherfucker. He's gonna be do it. Yeah, be careful don't, what you wish don't for. Don't dare him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want him to bring like some fake like bottles and something, like get my head smashed with it. That'd yeah, be pretty fucking be careful. Fun. Those things hurt too. The fake the candy glass. I I I've, it's one of my dreams i just went to the it's one of your dreams it's yes. one of your dreams all it right is. i can make your dream a reality but it's gonna get <laughs> Real dark quick. quick um talk to me about meeting and developing a relationship with the great hannibal Buress. uh me and hannibal were homeless at the same time in new wow. york city doing comedy doing these like horrible open mics mm -hmm. uh in new york and i just thought he was super funny right mm -hmm. off the bat he had his own same thing he had his own personality his own point of view and i needed like i had the idea for the talk show probably around like 2006 and I just knew he was as out there and absurd of a comedian, but total polar opposite energy. Super, super right. mellow. Like a straight man almost? Like a straight man, but he's also deep down inside just as schizophrenic, but right. on the surface he's a straight man. So he's just like the perfect co-host. He's sort of like a sociopath. He's a sociopath. Yeah, on your he's show. Yeah, well, in real in, life. In real too. life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's parts of his brain missing, <laughs> which makes him the best comedian of all time. I've had some great nights hanging out. He's a great hang. Yeah, yeah. Hannibal, especially the You don't know. Club. He's completely unpredictable. You don't know what's going on behind those eyes. Yeah. How was Ice Cube? Was he cool? Ice Cube... It's funny because he had the sunglasses. A dick? No, he was he was really cool, but he was so professional. <laughs> what the truth? This no, is the greatest part about Ice Cube. Ice Cube was very professional, like movie set, like my time yeah. is money type yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I want everything set up for me to walk in. He walked in. He didn't say hi to anybody. He walks in and he sits in the chair. And it's he, like go time. He's like, all right, ready for the interview because he's like, yeah. I got other shit to do. He's like, yeah. and he, later on, he said, my wife is like, it's Sunday. Where are you going on Sunday morning? Because mm. we did it early in the morning. Mm -hmm. And he did the whole interview. And we got through to him on certain things. He's my favorite MC growing up. Yeah. But Steve uh, Bramucci, who I just found out today, his name is Bramucci. Bramucci. I've been calling him Baramucci the whole time. <laughs> um, he texts Steve after he left 
and complimented us on our professionalism. Oh, and nice. he said they had a good time. So I think he was being professional and seeing what we did first before he let his guard down. Right, right. And then right. on his way out, he's like, yo, that was dope. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Who did you grow up listening to? Ice Cube. Ice, Ice Cube, Cube. Karis One, uh, Q Tip, De La Did you Soul listen to any old school, like old, like first generation Melly Mel? Oh, yeah. Or I mean, you know what? I, I got, for a kid who grew up in New York at my age, I got into hip hop late. Um, when I was a little kid, when hip hop was bubbling, I knew about Beastie Boys and Run DMC because they were huge. Right. But I didn't, I wasn't in the hip I was listening to Z100. Right. Not like, WBLS. Did you have a Jerry Curl back in the day? I didn't, but I did have a shag. Ring? Okay. <laughs> I had a shag. I had a Gumby at one point. I had a Gumby when with Bobby steps Bobby Brown in it. put out the Ghostbusters yeah, 2 with the, with the, thing. Yeah, yeah. I had a guy I had the, the same Gumby. thing, but steps. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I was still skating. Um, yeah, the hair thing was a big a big deal to me back in the day. Yeah. That was a big part of my identity. Did you listen to Bobby Brown back in the day? Absolutely. Bobby Brown did a whole R&B album where he rapped on every song. Oh shit! Did that I first that? album, no, that first that Don't Be Crew album. Go back and listen to it again. He bust verses on every song, <laughs> nice. which tells me that he just wanted to rap. Yeah, like rap was the high shit back then, and yeah. he just wanted to just. He was like all the singing and dancing shit. Like he still wanted to dance, <laughs> but he wanted to dance. He wanted his hands to be free. You know, it's, you know what's weird? <laughs> Donald Trump. It's his prerogative. Donald Trump is in one of his music videos. Ugh. You know that. In the Ghostbusters yeah, because yeah, Donald Trump was in Ghostbusters too. Cool. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Brown was. That's the part. Like I remember how happy I was that the great international superstar Bobby Brown got to play a doorman <laughs> in the <laughs> Ghost in the Ghostbusters movie because that was we had such little representation. Yeah. It's like oh my god, a nigga in in Ghostbusters, two niggas in Ghostbusters. <laughs> you got Ernie Hudson and now yeah. you got Bobby Brown. <laughs> I had the Ernie Hudson doll. When I was growing up, like the action figure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ernie Hudson was like a revolutionary for <laughs> playing was. like the black ghost person. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Who, uh, who is um in your show, which celeb do you feel like has gotten the most offended by you? Like if they came in a restaurant and saw you, like, man, fuck that guy. Uh, T.I. wasn't happy, I don't think. T.I. was. Like, he wanted to get out of there. I think he had enough. I think he had enough. And uh, Lauren Conrad. Oh, yeah, that was disgusting. Because I ate my own puke. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you be doing shit like that. That's usually when people leave, leave Speak, the conversation. Speaking of Flavor Flav, um, did Hannibal <laughs> really yeah, kick him? He Flavor kicked Flav. him, right? Dude, Hannibal kicked him in the fucking face. Like, for real, like, contact. <laughs> like, sent him to the hospital. He was like, you never see Key and Peel. <laughs> <laughs> or see, maybe, maybe you ever he see Kim Peel do Obama's anger translator? Yeah, He's like yeah, Chuck yeah, yeah. D's anger translator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it took him thirty-five years to break up. I would have thought they would have broken up much, much earlier. Yeah, um, I thought they already broke up. They did a couple times. Yeah, but they got back together. Oh, it's like a marriage. <laughs> uh, it is. It is like a marriage. Um. Are they They're guests? an odd couple. If me and Hannibal are an odd couple, mm-hmm. Chuck D and Flavor Flav, yeah. that is as odd. Yeah, but it was couple. on purpose, though. It was on purpose. Yeah, Chuck it was, was by design. Like a stroke of, de- stroke of genius. I know, like people come on your show, like Wiz Khalifa and other people, I'm sure, like yeah. watch your show. How many people come on that are in on the joke? Now it's getting harder. Uh, nobody, Nobody's ever in on the joke. I never tell okay. any guests what I'm about to do. That is the okay. rule. They come in blind. So I can't control whether they watch the show at home or not, but mm-hmm. they don't know any gag that's coming. So that that's the best we can do. We also tell their publicists little to nothing. We're just like, hey, mm-hmm. 
it's a show. It's a talk show. Come on by. Right, that's right. about it. So, <laughs> and that's so like we the tell blu- them the minimal, minimal, minimal. The blueprint of it is like um like a, a public access yeah. cable talk show. Like well, that's just because Adult Swim's budget is right. like you know talk to me three about Domino's pizza coupons. Right, working oh, working shit. with Adult Swim. <laughs> there's a lot of creative artistic freedom. Obviously. Yeah, no, Adult Swim's the best, mm-hmm. and like they, I, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for them. They were the mm-hmm. first company to take a chance on me, and they give us total creative freedom. So, God bless them. I am right. not not complaining about Adult Swim. Um, they are, yeah, I'm totally spoiled being over there. Right. It's my sandbox. So. Right, because yeah. the only other way to do that is just on your own, right? Yeah, on like ericandre.com. Right. Right. It would have been that right. or Adult Swim. And and you guys started in like an empty bodega? Yeah, so we were, <laughs> me and Hannibal, we found this like rat's nest of a bodega. Like it's under the JMZ train, like I want to say at the end of Bushwick. What's at the end of Bushwick? Bed-Stuy? It's like, oh, by like Kosciuszko or something. Kosciuszko. Kosciuszko. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like a rat's nest, right. broken glass everywhere. And we just like cleaned it out and put mm-hmm. some curtains up and we filmed the first kind of right. sizzle reel out there. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Jasmine moved from New York to Los Angeles to find her comedy voice. Can you talk to us about the da- the days of like being a struggling comic and what you have to co- or comedian and like what that feels like? It's the worst feeling. You have to bomb for like 10 years. Oh, you, yeah. you do shows where you go into a bar and dudes are, and this was like right before the smoking van. So people be smoking, playing playing cards, football games on TV. And then the bartender would just turn the football game off and go, there's a comedy show happening now. Mm-hmm. Eric, please come to the stage. <laughs> and then yeah. you have to con- convince these four angry dudes who are watching the football game like that. You're funny. What the fuck are you doing here? It, it'd be like you're just standing there. There's sometimes there'd be no microphone, and the microphone would barely work. So you just look like an asshole just standing in the middle of a bar mm. telling jokes about like the new iPhone or right. the Iraq war. Right. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so you got to convince those guys you're funny. It's like weights, it's like a gym. You know what I mean? So yeah. you got to like build your That's comedy muscle. What's the craziest place you had to perform comedy? Because, like, out here, it's Gosh. fucking ridiculous. I did a show. I did a show in Port Arthur, Texas, where one of the opening acts was in the audience, and he threatened to kill me during my set. And what did you say? Joking. I was like, ah, so anybody celebrating any birthdays out there? <laughs> I just tried to, like, commando roll out of it. No, but you and say I was, like, 23 years so old. Upset. I was giving him a hard time. I think I was in his face. I think I was in his face. (laughs) But, uh, God, you name it. You know, my friends have had bottles thrown at them on stage and stuff like that. It's pretty rough. Uh, Thankfully, no one's thrown any bottles or fruit or anything at me. Although I did want to get a tomato thrown. No, you don't. It's it's just just for for the story. Yeah, yeah, I want to get slime too. It's fucking retarded. (laughs) I know. I mean, not retarded, but that's a bad word. Retarded American Uh, is the proper term. (laughs) (laughs) It's very woke. woke, woke Right. What's it like uh, being a broke comic in Ella in in New York? Is it like God? I was so broke. I went to this place. The name of it was Punjabi Delhi. It was on first and first. It had microwave Indian food. They would microwave it in a styrofoam cup, and it was $2 a meal. The cameraman has ate from there before. You don't know if he's Indian. And it was just me and, like, Hannibal and a few other comedians and all taxi drivers. This is before Uber. Just all cab drivers eating this microwave Indian food because that was the only thing I could afford. That and, like, $2 falafels. You know, I had no nutrients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I had no nutrients in my body for like the first five years. So they didn't just like salad in sight. They didn't like readily give out food stamp cards here because like out here you can get like. um, I did. I was on unemployment when I got out here, but I didn't even like think to do that. Oh yeah. When I was in New York, you know, I was working. I was like doing temp work and working odd jobs, so I'd have like a paycheck here and there, but. It was rough. I would like, like Hannibal would sleep on the subway. I was sleeping on couches. I used to go on stage and at the end of my set go, hey, is there anybody's couch I could crash on for the night and stuff like that? Mm. It was rough. And be dead but it made serious. me the man I am today. It's like that show Crashing. It's, that's what he's Literally. trying to get to, right? Yeah. That experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, that's ill. That's a very inspirational story. Um, I was a mess. It was a nightmare. Yeah. I wanted to. I fell asleep in the park, not in Central Park, in this little park on 35th and 1st, St. Vartan's Park. And I was like, I'll just sleep in the park. And I was like, I'll just get drunk until I can sleep in the park. And I would get drunk and sleep on a bench and then wake up at 5 a.m. Like, this is a fucking horrible idea. (laughs) Like, run to a friend's house. Like, let me in, man. Let me borrow your toothbrush. So this is why, like, is this, do you feel like that's kind of why you have, like, no fear when it comes to your comedy? Like, you have nothing to fucking lose? I have fear. I just know there's, there's comedy on the other side of that fear. So I just, like, push through the fear. But usually the more scared I am, like we got a knife pulled out on us uh, when we were filming the movie, yeah. me and Rel. And that we was Rel's that. second day of filming. Fucking and I, just know, niggas, I know in the editing bay it's going to be awesome. In the moment, I'm like, I'm going to die. Right. But in the editing bay, I'm going to be happy. So, Man, that's, he's fucking with Atlanta niggas, man. Trying yeah, to pull pranks on niggas in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you should not do these pranks. <laughs> right, right. Um, your father's Haitian, your mother's yeah. Jewish. Sakbase, Lahayam. There you go. The alt-right probably can't stand you. <laughs> um, you're like the comedy version of Drake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, um, but you're also an atheist. Yeah. For people who don't understand what, a Jewish atheist is explain that. Uh, I'd say I'm atheist agnostic. I'm more. I mean, uh, I don't like the term atheist because it has such a uh, mm-hmm. triggering term for mm-hmm. people. Be like, well, what do you mean? I kind of just don't believe in anything, but I'm also agnostic because I'm like, who am I? What do I know? You mm-hmm. could be just as right as me. I'm not. I'm not militant about it. I don't think. But right. I identify as a Jew. Uh, ethnically, mm-hmm. Jews were like pushed to Siberia right. for thousands of years, so we developed our own culture and ethnicity, kind of. Right. So I, I'm proud of being a Jew. I love Larry David, and <laughs> right. Sigmund Freud. Yeah, but I like those people too. I don't. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not religious. I don't. Right, right. I don't believe in. I anything. feel like this. A lot of Jews in the room who agree. <laughs> I'm yeah. I don't want to. Spe- I don't want a Jew explain. <laughs> I don't wear the hat or read the book. I mean, have you ever cracked open the, the Bible? It's like, don't eat shrimp. Right. Give Joshua a stomachache. Like, what? I love your Bible impersonation. <laughs> well, it's just a bunch of like confused Jews in the desert from five thousand years ago, like Not doing magic shrimp. tricks for each other. And I know in Aventura, that's like a huge Jewish. <laughs> right. It's like you want water or wine. <laughs> It's just David Copperfield in the desert. I know, like, in Aventura, that's, like, a huge Jewish community. Was it like that in Boca Raton as well? Yeah, it was... Where Eric grew up at. We didn't mention that. Yeah, yeah Boca Raton. Yes. Um, oh, no. Not sure. really. I mean, nobody wore the hat. It wasn't the hat and the pass. And the curls? And the, yeah, no curls. <laughs> the reformed, they're called the reformed hat. Jews. I the saw, hat is a yarmulke. Uh, uh, Nathan Fielder. Yeah. TV show. Yeah. And it was one episode where he had a funeral for his pet fly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
and but he's Jewish, so he's having a Jewish funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he asked his friend, he's like, "What do you know about Jews?" He's like, "They wear the hat." Yeah, they wear the hat. We got the hat. <laughs> um, I saw your interview with Larry. <laughs> Have King. you ever cracked open the, the Old Testament's fucking crazy? Too. Oh yeah, it's, it's like it's, Deuteronomy yeah. says you can stone your wife to death yeah. if you find out she's not a virgin on the, the wedding Bible, day. The Bible Long is day. more violent than yeah. the Quran. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible is more violent than the Quran. Yeah, when you put oh, yeah, yeah. When it, you it, condones, the data, it condones slavery. Fucking, it's yeah. it's rough. Yeah, um, and like out of nowhere, God just goes to Abraham. He's like, "Cut the tip of your son's dick off," and he's like, "What?" He's like, "You have to, or you're betraying me." And he's like, "All right." And then he and then he tells us he's got to cut his um, slave's son's dick tips off. It's a crazy fucking book. Yeah, Imagine man. being Abraham, being like, "Listen, man, God came to me last night. You know the tip of your dicks." And everyone's like, <laughs> "Yeah." He's like, that shit "It's off. gotta go." And they're like, "What? What are you talking about?" He's like, "He'll be fucking pissed if you don't cut that shit off." They're like, <laughs> "That's a rock." And I hard always place. wonder why black people have to get circumcised because I know like other people, it's like religious reasons, but. Never mind. Neither here nor there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna. If I have a son, I don't think I'm gonna do it. I think it's hygiene from five thousand years ago. I'm yeah. cutting the it Torah off. is at least. It's like don't eat lobster, don't eat shrimp, <laughs> cut the yeah. tip of the dick off. But I like red lobster, man. Dick hygiene and red lobster. Yeah. Oh my That's God. what we get into. Your interview with Larry King. Yes, it's one of my favorite interviews I've ever Thank seen in you. my life. And I'll tell you why. Um, Mike Wallace did an interview with Salvador Dali. That you okay. should watch on YouTube. All right. Right. And he's like impossible to interview kind of guy, right? Yes. Like never straight answer, right? That's right. Yeah, the yeah. same way you were with Larry King. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And what I love about this interview is Mike Wallace, who's considered like a standard bearer in journalism, he was so confused by this artist. And he was like asking him to explain art. He he kept saying this through through the interview. But why? Yeah. But why do you do this? Yeah, yeah. And Savard yeah. Dodali's given him these ridiculous, but ridiculous but also made sense. He yeah. was like, he was like, if you take my pen away from me, he said, you could lock me in a cell, I'll cut my veins open and I'll paint on the floor <laughs> with my blood. This That's is the type cool. of shit he's saying, That's right? Cool. And me as an artist, I'm related to it. Yeah. Larry King, he's like why don't you brush your hair? Yeah. Like, look, he, like he was baffled by you. Yeah. yeah. What was going on <laughs> in your mind? You he, your he literally hair? asked you. That. Well, he's like 110 years old. So I just, <laughs> I don't know. He's like a 110 year old little Jewish grandpa. So right. I was like, just hearkening back to how I would mess with my grandmother, I okay. guess. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? Right. So the first people I pranked in my life were my mom and my grandma. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know, Larry, I guess he was, you know, hearkening mm -hmm. that feeling. But uh, I agree with Salvador Dali. I don't think it's the burden of the artist to explain their art. It's right. the burden of the viewer. You know what I mean? Like if once an artist starts explaining their art, it's actually taking away from their art mm -hmm. and it's taking away from your experience of their art. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I rather give joke answers or keep the person right. guessing because it, it, it takes away from it. I don't right. know. I think. Now that interview uh, is really good. I encourage everybody to watch that. Um, I saw you live when I was, I'd say, 17 years old at the Sunrise Amphitheater in Fort Lauderdale. And tell me if I'm wrong. I think you smoked like a hundred blunts. <laughs> like by the, am, am I getting that wrong? This is like this is 20 years like ago, terrible. and you were just smoking by yourself. And then you came out and you spit. Hot flame. I mean, like, I'd never seen, like, you didn't take a breath. You didn't inhale. 
And yeah. you, I was like, if I smoked, I can't smoke weed. It makes mm -hmm. me so paranoid. If I smoked like an eighth of what you smoked, I'd be like face down in a <laughs> yeah, bathtub. It might have been an eighth that I smoked. It was incredible. <laughs> and you were like talking shit about the promoter. You're like, who the fuck promoted this show? <laughs> this is bullshit. But you were, it was when you toured with Common. Okay. And Electric Circus Tour? Yeah. It was right after Sound Bombing 2 came out. Yeah. And that's when I started becoming aware of all your guys because we didn't get good right. hip-hop in florida you know what i mean but that sound bombing 2 album came out what happened to raucous records why does everybody talk that's shit about that's that? jared he started raucous oh, you can shit, ask him bad. directly why what happened with you and lp leave, why left? does lp talk shit Yo, about them? lp came on our show and talked about this oh really yeah now it's getting awkward yeah no but lp he, you know lp made amends with that feeling you know he, okay he describes himself as just being young and hot-headed uh -huh. but he definitely talked a lot of shit about raucous <laughs> and then he ended up doing business with jared later on i was and, i remember listening to him talk shit about raucous i was like can I still listen to Sound Bomb? Right, I really right. like this album. Sound Bomb, it was a classic project. People yeah. really fuck with that one. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. one really touched people in a different way. And I think, you know, Eminem, it introduced people to, to the raucous scene, yeah. to Eminem, to like the whole mix, the whole way they were doing mixtapes and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a very important project. Mm -hmm. um, you um, trolled Alex Jones. Yeah. Thank you. That was all. You Thank know you. And that was... That was a stroke of luck because we we got there. We didn't know he was going to be there. We literally got out of our, mm -hmm. you know, my whole crew shoves in a passenger van. We hopped out of the van and we're like, let's mess with this crowd as a warm up. That wasn't even our main thing we we're going to shoot at the, we we're at the RNC, mm -hmm. Republican National Convention in, in Ohio. And then lo and behold, two seconds later, Alex Jones walked on stage mm -hmm. and my director's like, try to hop on stage. I don't know. Let's film. Let's right. just like, we, we just were winging it. Right. And I like try to barge on stage. I'm barging through like neo-Nazis and like Infowar all right. Yeah. Bikers for Trump. Which it's, is straight up Nazis. Yeah. It's like a violent right wing crowd, all right mm -hmm. crowd. <clears throat> and they're like pushing me. And then I guess he thought I was Trevor Noah. I don't know who he thought I was because he goes, bring the Daily Show guy up here. You know, he talks like Macho Man Richard. Bring the Daily Show guy up here. Snap into a I Slim Jim. Like, All right. And he's like, whoa, whoa, you're on the, yeah, snap into a Slim Jim. And he's like, whoa, you're, not, whoa, whoa, you're on the Daily Show, right? I was like, no, I'm on MySpace. And he's like, whoa, whoa, blah, 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 blah. And he, th he thought I was going to like, come with all of these like political facts and mm -hmm. he was looking for an argument and then I was like no nah, I just want you to fuck my wife and then he was like nah, get out of here <laughs> it's like the angry principal so that was pure luck like right place right. at the right time um you uh vocalized support for Bernie Sanders yes um can you tell me why and can you also say whether or not you would troll or prank someone on the on the political spectrum that you agree with oh yeah we okay. did the we I mean we did it last election you know what i mean we we went to the dnc as well everybody remembers the rnc better than the dnc mm -hmm. but yeah there's corruption on both sides mm -hmm. and especially if biden gets a nomination i'm gonna Ugh. go fucking ape yeah. shit at the <laughs> dnc yeah. so because i think joe biden's also a republican um, yeah, and he he, he, created, centricism. he created mass incarceration yeah, yeah so joe biden is um so yeah, I think there's yeah. so much corruption on both sides. I think we're in a, like a one party state, but okay, that's just me. Okay, now you being a black dude, I am a black dude, black Jewish dude, half African American, right. like marching your way through like <laughs> neo Nazis. It was um, tense. Yeah, that you, was tense. But see, you're first of all, let's talk about Bad Trip and bring Bad Trip in because yes. Bad Trip is a, is a wonderful project. Um, Less neo-Nazis in the movie. Yeah, but you have <laughs> black people, you and Lil Rel and Tiffany Haddish, yeah. doing pranks 
in a space that people see as a white space right. and doing things that, you know, Johnny Knoxville could do and won't get shot for, but right. a black person might get arrested, shot, yeah. killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, are you aware of that disparity? I am well aware okay. of it because people are pulling out weapons on us. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm, I've, I've lived it. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But I, I know that's where the, the, the comedy is. It's you know what I mean? Right. I know there's comedy in that tension. I'm a but. fan of Jackass and and Bad Grandpa and all the things that they that this crew has done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I went to the movies at the theater to see Jackass. Yeah. I went to the theater to see Bad Grandpa and 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 Bad Trip is I think brilliant on because of the fact that you have black people doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's just more dangerous. Yeah. Um, when I did your show, Steve O was a guest. Yeah, and I'm sure he's an inspiration to you. Yeah, yeah. And um, when I saw Steve O, I was like, last time I saw you was at this Wu Tang concert. He was like, oh, you were there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard about this. Yeah, and he, you know he got Raekwon upset because he like was had his pants down or doing some. Well, they were doing like a sincere ODB um, o- ODB tribute. tribute. Yeah. And he used to do a lot of drugs, Mr. Steve. Yeah. And when he did a lot of drugs, he was fucking crazy. Yeah. And I think he was, yeah, I think he was naked. I, it was it was not the right time to be yeah. naked. I don't think he was reading the crowd or reading right. the situation because <laughs> right. he was high as fuck. Right. So... But Ray, this is why you Ray said Kwan. you always need a black person in the room, right? You always need a black person <laughs> in like the room. There's like a room full of black people. <laughs> yeah, you need one. First of all, Bad Trip's fucking hilarious. Thank you. I loved it. Thank you. Um, when you guys were filming, Tiffany Haddish, you, Rel, like people know you. It wasn't like no one like was like, oh my God, you guys are filming a movie or no one like you have no, to redo we, anything. No, we, we get busted sometimes. We had, a few, we had a few rules. A, whenever we could control... Who we were pranking or bring in the the people you prank are called marks. Bring, of course they are. You, yeah, it's a carnival term. Mark actually. ass busters. Mark <laughs> ass. So when you could kind of control the crowd, we would just make sure there was no one under thirty five years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. notice, like most of the people we're pranking in the movie are like moms and like you know just people over forty forty five because they're much less likely to watch my show or Get Out or Tiffany Haddish mm-hmm. movie. And then Tiffany was a the most famous out of the three of us. Yeah. So we gave her face tattoos. We gave her cornrows. We just made her look like Post Malone as much as possible. <laughs> so that was our strategy. But we would get busted every once in a while. We had like code words. We would be like, uh, we would use the term, we would say the name Phyllis. We'd be like, hey, I think Phyllis is here. She's wearing a green shirt. And then like a PA would come in and go, hey, you know what we're doing here, right? <laughs> and the person would be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Why don't you just let it happen and we kind of like walk them mm. walk them out of there or make them an accomplice be like you you feel like pranking your mom i don't think she <laughs> oh, knows cool. and, like, yeah, 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 yeah. and then we'd like just send your mom to aisle six at the supermarket <laughs> and then, then we jump out and prank the mom let's go to a clip oh we have what, clips what clip are we doing? No, we have fucking clip this ain't jimmy kimmel we had <laughs> I, and i fucked it up i'm like what we have clips now uh we we and Talib were having a debate earlier and um this is gonna come out after why are you so far away why can't you let her sit here <laughs> what is this chair because women are not allowed to sit at yeah, the table the with fuck? men the Listen, future's no. female get you take his seat she's actually tell all the people in the comments that future is female yeah uh we were having a... Uh, no, tell them why you were oh, there I'm first. Oh, I'm like the on-screen producer, so I, I sit here they and tell I do... They on-screen. And they I do, I do other shit. You, be, you should be sitting right here. Just like blended in with the background like this. I, I feel more comfortable right I here. I feel very distant from you. It's very upsetting. <laughs> it's all right. I feel you. If you just reach out there, we're touching each other. 
There you what go. What were you going to say? I interrupted uh, you. Okay. We were having a, me and Tyler were having a debate earlier. That part where Tiffany escapes from the, uh, oh, the, the prison, prison. Bus. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. that guy know? Was he a part of the prank or was he just a down ass black dude? Dude, that was a hundred percent real. So we don't we have it we have an ethos. We don't fake any reactions. Mm-hmm. Every single reaction you see in the movie or my show, hundred percent real. So that guy well, we so we went on Craigslist and we were like, we need to hire somebody for graffiti removal. <laughs> so we hired that. So so my producer, he just thinks my producer is like he works for the city. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And we're like, yeah, kids are tagging the wall here. We just need some graffiti removal. That's all. He doesn't see any cameras. It's completely hidden cameras. So he was just there for twenty minutes, and then we cued the bus, the <laughs> prison bus, and and Tiffany's like strapped to the bottom of the prison bus. Pulled up, she popped out, and he was totally on the hook. <laughs> it took a while, though. We did it a few times. One lady we did it to, she just, like, ran for her life mm-hmm. and called the police. He was the only one that, like, stayed there and was like, get out of here, go that Let's way. give it up for the community policy on snitching. <laughs> <laughs> he does not get any stitches today. Right, no no stitches for him. Um, Tiffany played that role as if Girl Trip flunked. And failed right, and right, flopped. Right. Like she played that role like scary good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was out there scaring motherfuckers. She's an incredible, I mean, there's a reason she's a movie star. She's comedy on a cellular level. She's just like, and she can do everything stand up, right. prank stuff. You know, some people can just act, some people can just do stand up, some mm-hmm. people can do this prank stuff. There's nothing she cannot do. She's right. just incredible. She was such an added value to the Word movie. Up. Yeah. The reason she did the movie, we didn't even have her in the movie at first. So Rel, the second day we're filming, Rel and I got a knife pulled out on us. No. And Rel's never done this prank shit before. So he was like fucking pissed. He was like, dude, right. you're going to get me killed. Kids. <laughs> you can't do this. And then he's friends with Tiffany. I was so he, wondering about that because he he doesn't seem like the type. No, he did not. Right. I mean, he was he was not happy when a knife, when weapons wow. are being brandished. Right. So he was fucking pissed. So he called Tiffany that night because they're good friends. Yeah. So he's like, man, I'm doing this fucking Eric Andre prank movie. Eric's going to get me killed. And he's complaining. And then like five minutes later, Tiffany called me. She's like, yo, you almost got real killed at work today. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then she went, I want to do your movie. I was like, what? I was like, all yeah. right, you're in. Shout out <laughs> to Lil Rel. Shout out to Tiffany Lil Rel and to me, yeah. my homies. Love yeah, you. Yeah. Um, now, your name on social media is Eric fucking Andre. Yeah. You're pulling your penis out. Yeah. How does Disney feel about all this? Because you're yeah, also I don't think they notice. I don't think they the know Disney who I am family. to this day. Yeah, I don't think they know who the fuck so, I am. Wow. I think they thought they... Booked like Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah right. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, the Daily Show guy. Like Get him over. Two years before Lion King came out, right? I remember the trailer came out like two a good a good two years before the movie dropped. Right. And it's like Beyonce. Yeah. Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric Andre. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was that, in the theater like, is, yeah. did someone make a mistake here? <laughs> is that the dancing they did too, Tyler? That's just how it gets the, the names like in gold. You know what's crazy? And the, I, I play one of the hyenas mm-hmm. and they animated uh, dick on the hyena that I'm <laughs> no, they Someone yeah. knew. Go back and watch it. I don't know if I want to go back and watch it. <laughs> you want to see Hyena, I don't know if I want to see hyena no, dick. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're lying. Oh, yeah, my God, lying. don't do that to me. I was really going to go back and look for hyena dick. That was dick. in my contract. I was like, you got to put a dick. <laughs> He's like Circumcised Christopher Walken with the hyena. dancing. Oh, 
Oh my god. Uncircumcised. Uncircumcised. Don't cut the tip. Black off. Jewish dick on the hyena. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I asked Hannibal, I go, why aren't black people coming to my live show? Because I know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go, I go, uh, it's like predominantly white crowd at my live show. There's not a lot of black people coming anymore. Season one, there's black people coming, but it's, it's less. And he goes, you got to put your dick away, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. One of my favorite performances from you is in Pop Star. Mm. Wow. And you play. You deep. Yes. Love well, I like that movie a lot, but you, you really. Can you smoke weed like you used to? I mean. Yes. It, it was an incredible. <laughs> he does. And it was like a cigarette. Like, you couldn't care less. Like, I don't even think you were getting high. You were just like. Fort Lauderdale. Uh, All right, Commons done in 20 minutes. I could probably sneak five blunts in that time. The salad days. I would be. Drizzle it's not my drug. What's it makes your, me paranoid. What's your drug? Mushrooms. I like mushrooms. I knew mushrooms it. Mushrooms is I like, it's a favorite I like, around here. I like Molly. Acid. I like acid, but it's strong. It is. I got to be in the right place. I've only done acid once, Mom. But yeah, it's. I'm good. doing it right now. Actually, I'm oh, high shit. as hell. You ever do acid? Yes. How was it? It was fun. It was pretty white though. You didn't have like I, an I literally had you meet yourself. I, I Where were co- you? Where were you? I I did ask like three times in high school because I went to oh a border God. school. Shit. Yeah, but I had a dreadlock weed dealer that I tried to buy acid from in Washington Square Park. What? And he was like, I'm not selling you that. <laughs> Some white boy shit. Stop doing that. Was it like the dudes that play chess in Washington Square? No, it was Square like Park? the dudes that sell weed. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. But no, I, I had fun on acid, but mushrooms is better. Yeah. Yeah, mushrooms are better than acid. I would say acid is better than mushrooms, but you can't do acid. How would you much. know? I've done both. You mom said- once. <laughs> and uh is that camera operator your mom? Is that how you <laughs> no, my mom is watching this, obviously. <laughs> my mom has a bigger beard than that camera operator. <laughs> but no, it, it never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I did ether one time. I huffed ether. What the fuck? That was cool. You right. ever seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? This is shit that makes you burn slow. Man, yeah, I I've was, seen Fear and Loathing. I felt like a million bucks. Yeah. I did it on stage You're at a Hunter comedy show. S. Thompson for oh real. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I like Man. nitrous oxide too. I like laughing gas. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what they I do. Like every, I like in it. Denver. All. So, I went yeah. to a party in Denver and everybody's balloon walking party. on a fucking balloon. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. And yeah. friends of mine that I'm not going to blow them up on this show, no, but you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> I seen you with that fucking balloon. I was like, "The fuck is that?" Yeah, and man. Offering me balloons. I'm like, "No." This is- are your kid? Do your kids smoke weed? Yes. How old are they? Old enough to smoke weed. Wow, that's cool. Are you <laughs> like a proud father? Proud that they smoke weed? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. I'm not proud. I'm indifferent to it. Really? Like I, I'm not. I'm not mad about it, but I'm not proud. Um, do you still smoke like you used to? Uh, uh yeah, I do. Really. I just smoke better weed now. Yeah. 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 That's important. When you said you do Molly, have, and have you ever done Molly and done stand-up? And if you did. I have in Atlanta. You, was it a truth serum? Like, what did you. I I think I did well. But then when I got off stage, I was like, I might have bombed, but I'm so high that it just, I felt great. <laughs> in Australia, they shelf it. You know what that is? No. They put. Well, they, it's called hydrogen collusion. They put one in their mouth and... And their penis? No. Oh, oh, oh sorry. What the fuck? What? <laughs> he, 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 what? I'm sorry. What else would you... They put it in their butthole. Oh, well, this isn't butthole. This is butthole. Well, I uh, I shelf it by going around. <laughs> this is how I They do call it. it shelving. They put it up wow. the tuchus. And, they, and, they, and the hydrogen colonic is when you put one in the ass, one in the mouth, and it meets in the middle. You know too much about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell jail me about jail this. changes a man. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about this fantastic 
birthday party extravaganza that I will be yes. either participating in okay. or have participated in, depending on when this comes out. Yes, we. I have a crazy party. It started 10 years ago in my little shitty shoebox mm-hmm. apartment, and I was getting like camels and zebras, and I was like cramming them in my apartment and having DJs. I mean, the apartment was like the size of this table. So I'd have like... I was like Dr. Doolittle on drugs. So we were like, I had like firecrackers and ether and it was like actually pretty dangerous. Mm -hmm. And then the party just started getting bigger and bigger. And now it's grown to this like big event. So um, what did I do? So historically we had a drug pinata that's going to be there. A lot of animals. Okay. you will be there. I will be there with uh, the animals and the drug <laughs> I'm inviting myself now. Yes, you're in. Is happy Ch- birthday. Is, is that Chuck D's age, agent? I don't know. Just I don't. Chuck D doesn't have an agent. I love you that. age out of agents. That's why they call them agents. They're only for a certain age. Understand? <laughs> <laughs> but let's wish Eric Andre a happy birthday. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Thank you. This people's party is dedicated to the birth of Eric motherfucking Andre. That's right. Give Thank it up you. for Eric Andre. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 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 Thank you